0: Good morning, everybody. It's great to be here with you this morning. And I've got a question to ask you as we start. What are you hoping for this Christmas? What's on your wish list? What is priority for you this Christmas? We have a theme, don't we, for Christmas? Hope. It's everywhere. Is it in? your heart? Is it in my heart? What sort of hope are we looking for? Are we looking for peace? Are we looking for a good meal at Christmas? Are we looking for sleep? (laughs) Fellowship? Something cheap? A nice bit of heat? Are we looking for the World Cup? Oh, sorry. Viva France. Uh, Cross off the World Cup. It's not coming home for Christmas. Or are we just looking for not being alone this Christmas? And our theme this morning, as we look through this first bit of the Gospel of John, is that Jesus Christ has come, and he's here for you and for me. He had made his dwelling amongst us. He's living right among us. Now, I heard a famous preacher last week say, Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. I want to add a little bit more to that. Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. Is that hope that is within you greater than the hopelessness all around you? I trust it is and will be. Now, looking at John's Gospel, John writes to prove that Jesus Christ is God's Son, that Jesus Christ is here for you. He takes a different tack than the Matthew's and the Luke's of uh, the Bible. There's no shepherds, there's no angels, there's no Bethlehem, there's no fluffy animals or anything like that. John is more uh, thinking about what Christmas means, what the uh, leave that alone, Jerry <laughs> to fall over. What the Christmas mean is all about. Matthew and Luke talk about the mechanics. The genealogy the shepherds and angels and all that but John focuses upon Jesus and why Jesus has come that he is near to us that he is here for us what does he bring what does Jesus bring this Christmas to us Let's see what John says. He starts uh, with this phrase, doesn't he? In the beginning was the Word. Uh, And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Wow. That takes a bit of getting used to. Not that Jesus came as a babe and he, uh, Mary and Joseph and all that. But John goes back further because he wants us to grasp the idea that Jesus was there in the beginning with God and the Holy Spirit in creation. So there's no accident that John writes in the beginning, just as Genesis starts off in the beginning. That Jesus is there because Jesus is God. Emmanuel, God is with us, He's here amongst us. And Jesus took on the physical uh, being of being human. Jesus comes to the created world with all its vulnerability and frailty to live life as a human. God in the flesh, here for us. Now I had, I looked at my uh, medical notes on the app because I like that sort of thing. And uh, unfortunately, I looked at one and it said I had a frailty score of 0.25. Yes, you might think, you look at yours. It's coming around. That means I can't wash and dress myself or come out and walk alone. I've escaped this morning, so you're all right. (laughs) But you see, it is a frail world, isn't it? We get older, we feel pain, we feel heartache, we feel loneliness, we feel fear. And Jesus felt all of that as he comes into the world. And John is saying, This is God. This is God that is here for you. This is God who is amongst you. You see, John goes back to the creation story because he's saying the Word is Jesus, and Jesus comes to recreate, give rebirth to you. And to me, the world is a fallen place. But God, in his wisdom and planning, sends Jesus to give us a rebirth, to give us something new, give us a relationship with God. Doesn't it say in those verses uh, that David read that he has given us the right, the right to become sons and daughters of God. Wow, do you rejoice in that right? That he has come and has been near you and with you, and he's given you that right that you can and are sons of God, sons and daughters of God, by believing in the name of Jesus. I'll say to you this morning, I can't resist a bit of gospel message, that if you haven't realized that, if you haven't said, Father, take me as a son and daughter. I believe that Jesus has given me rebirth, that Jesus has dealt with my sin, and Jesus is here for me. Think about that this Christmas tide. Think about the love, the peace that Jesus brings. It says in verse 14, the last verse that we read, it says this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Let's just think about that for a moment. In the message, uh, translation or paraphrase, what do we think, Craig? Paraphrase. paraphrase. The message paraphrase says this. He says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. Wow. He's pitched up his tent in Clarence Park. He's pulled up his caravan on the beach lawns. He's made his dwelling among us. He is here for us. And he knows you. He knows you. He knows you by name. He calls you. As Jesus takes on flesh and blood, he um, enters this uh, humanity of, of frailty and vulnerability. He knows, so he knows our every weakness, both physically and mentally, in our thinking and our understanding. But he still draws close to us. He draws close to us. Not only does he bring light and love, verses 3 and 4, that light that cannot go out, that light that darkness can't hide, but he comes to us as flesh and blood. And through the Holy Spirit, the Word, we could think of it this way, the Word becomes flesh and blood as he enters us. It's not an abstract paraphrase thing, but the Word becomes flesh and blood as he enters our hearts. As we say, Jesus, I believe in you, is he enters our lives and becomes flesh and blood So that means that we are indeed part of God's family and that we are indeed Jesus to those all around us because he lives within us. He calls us to be his hands and his feet. He calls us to be his mouthpiece. He calls us to bring love into the world. He is all around us in each one of us who know and love the Lord Jesus Christ. He's also there, pitched up on your driveway, on your front lawn, living right with you. And this is what Christmas is about, I believe. See, John wasn't interested in this Christmas story. He was more interested that this is what it means to people, that God has sent Jesus to be light and love to people. That by believing in him, he can be, we can become sons and daughters. We become those children of God. At those times we can go and sit down at the father's feet and just talk to him about all those fears and frailties and vulnerability that we feel. And he wants grace and truth to come into the world. It's the end of the read, isn't it? Grace and truth and light and love. And he uses us to do that. Through Jesus, of course, not in our own strength. Jesus gives us example. God gives us example of Jesus coming into the world, taking on mankind, humankind, and bringing those things. And he wants us also to bring those things into our neighborhood, to pitch up to our neighbors, to set our tent, or whatever our neighbor might be. It might be a work colleague, a next-door neighbor, it might be the lady in the shop who knows we who are Jesus' flesh and blood as it were bring hope this Christmas we bring hope this Christmas that there is more than the power bills there's more than the twinkling lights there's more than the Presence that'll be gone by the end of January. There's more. There's more of Jesus. There's Jesus in the entirety. It is the hope that is within us. The hope that is uh, within us is greater than the hopelessness all around us. Now, I feel hopeless at times. I look around the world and think, well, what is it? What is happening? How can I do something about it? How can I pop off Mr. Putin or make peace and all that? I can't. But I can pray to God. I can come to my father who has made me a son and pour out my heart to him. There's an old hymn that we used to sing, and I'm sure many of you all know it. I can't remember singing it here at uh, St. Paul's, but it's, it goes... I'm not going to sing it, don't you worry. I was going to apply for the worship leader, but since as, as I can't sing a note, can't play anything, I decided against that. Anyway, but here it goes. It goes like this. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I can lean on uh, no sweeter frame than Jesus' name. And there's a refrain that goes, On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. It's a great hymn. Could do a bit of jazz it up for me, but, you know, it's it's not music. It's the words. The hymn writer takes what is said in the Bible. It says, my hope is built on nothing less. And our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus coming and being with us and coming for us and working through us this Christmas that we might be hope, show hope, and feel hope in a world that is hopeless. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. May that be so for all of us this morning and through this Christmas time. And, you know, and even after Christmas, it doesn't just apply for Christmas. It goes on and on. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Well, just stay there. Are you feeling all right? You've got look. Can you read that? What's that say? Nine fifty-eight. Yeah. You've got a minute and a half left. Are you sure you want to go? Yeah, I do. I sure. Do. Blimey. me. I've done. I've done. You Hold on. Round of applause.